Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service for episode 87. And no, hindi ako solo flight for this week. Uh, just so happens that Ravishing Ro Moran and Rowdy Raf Camus all had to take a break for very, very different and distinct circumstances. As is the case for uh, for for Camus, he's actually going under the knife. To treat some injuries So it's nothing too serious But we do wish him the best So if you have If you want to show him some love Go ahead and tweet him It's at Caveman Camus As for Roe Well he's just tired He's had a long ass week And we understand that There are just weeks when You know You just have to get shit out of the way Take some time out to unwind And to relax And I, I, I know exactly how he feels That's how I was last Sunday when I spent eight hours playing WWE 2K16, as in I just marathoned that shit. And the last time I did that for a video game was, I think I was still in high school or college. Last ko ginawayon. So um, I actually missed it. Pero alam feeling that you start at 5 p.m., you only take a break to take a piss and to eat dinner. And before you know it, puta 1 a.m. na. And I'm like, fuck, I have to go, I have to wake up by 8 a.m. tomorrow. So it you know it's not as bad as say having a nine to five when you have to wake up at uh, five a.m. or six a.m. just to avoid EDSA traffic and all that shit. But the fact that I was able to waste eight hours playing a game, man, that was priceless. That, that was just good. And I gotta thank our friends from from Two uh, K Sports, uh, especially the Southeast Asia branch, for giving me the review copy. I'm actually working on the review, the, the official WWE Two K Sixteen review, which you can find on SmartHenry.ph by, if not this week, then next week at the latest. So I'm working on that. Uh, it's safe to say at this point that there's a lot to rave about in the game, particularly the fact that you can finally run in on your opponent's entrance for the longest time. I've been waiting for that opportunity to, to strike my opponent because I love working heel in, uh, in, in the video games. Who doesn't like working heel, diba? So um, all of that, I'll be talking about that. I'll talk about the new reversal system, how you actually have to pick your spots now instead of having unlimited reversals, how breaking out of a pinfall is much, much harder now than it was ever before, and how I've only broken out of a submission hold like twice. That shit is difficult, all right, in, in, in 2K16. I just realized that this week we're actually celebrating the 10th death anniversary of Eddie Guerrero. And we've made a big deal out of Eddie Guerrero and his passing here on the podcast, mostly because all three of us, uh, Raf, Ro, and myself, we're all huge fans of Eddie Guerrero. So um, I guess the only fitting way to go about this is to dedicate this week's episode to the late, great Eddie Guerrero. I believe he did. Uh, he, he passed away on a Sunday in 2005, November 13. Um, he, that day, he was scheduled to win the World Heavyweight Championship against Batista and against Randy Orton in a triple threat match. And, you know, um, my fandom has changed so much since then. Uh, but he was really instrumental in how I appreciate wrestling. Like uh, the way I look at people telling stories in the ring, the way at uh, the way I look at people just telling stories in general with, with their bodies, with their faces, 
even without talking, Eddie Guerrero was able to do, do all of that. I remember actually crying, like when I was watching the tribute shows. And I, I think that was one of the first times that I legitimately cried about something on TV. And one funny thing uh, that I may have shared on the podcast before, I'm, I'm not sure if I've shared that here before, but the, the one guy who told me in school that Eddie Guerrero had passed away uh, was the same guy who told me that Chris Benoit had passed away two days, uh, two years later in, in school. So that was kind of freaky that that But, you know, uh, things just have a very weird way of, of happening. So, um, you know, if, if I actually had uh, the capability to get into the ring and to wrestle, I would probably want to model my style after Eddie Guerrero. Now, he was such a good technical wrestler. At the same time, he was very flashy with his high-flying stuff. So, um, but yeah, um, I know I'm much better behind a mic. I'm much better in a suit than I am, you know, in, in a pair of tights or in a pair of trunks. So that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but, yeah, um, growing up, man, I just had so many tributes to Eddie Guerrero in, in my notebooks or in, in my video games, like my creator wrestlers. I would always take pride in playing as Eddie or in unlocking Eddie in the video game. So uh, that, that always meant a lot to me. So, uh his death anniversary will actually start here in the Philippines in oh it's actually midnight so it's actually begun so uh, Latino Heat Eddie you know thank you thank you for just having such an impact on on a fan like myself and making me love this business because uh, a, a lot of us in the PWR scene are actually pretty huge fans of Eddie Guerrero if, if you've noticed it in in Chris Panzer and how he does the El Guerrero uh, I believe Bombay Suarez is the one who also does the Three Amigos in his moveset. You know, so um, this love for Eddie Guerrero bonds people. So, you know, um, if I could have one wish um, with regard to my fandom in wrestling, it'd probably be to bring Eddie back. But that's not gonna happen. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope that ten years after he passed away, I hope that Eddie is Eddie's in heaven, man. Nah, you know, he's just tearing it up uh, over there somewhere. I guess to close this, reminiscing on Eddie Guerrero and, you know, as we celebrate his 10th death anniversary, I'd like to talk about my favorite Eddie moment, and that would have to be when he won the WWE Championship finally against Brock Lesnar at No Way Out. And no matter how many people would, would, would say nah, it was a tainted win because Brock Lesnar was distracted by Goldberg and all that shit, yeah, I mean, that moment was special because that's when you really felt nah. Eddie's celebration was one of the most real celebrations of a championship ever. Um, Another one of my favorites is his match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 20, because that was just a clinic. That was just brilliant. And the celebration afterwards with Chris Benoit, of course, we know uh, we can't ever see that moment again ever in WWE because of the circumstances behind Chris Benoit's death, and that's unfortunate. But that would always be something I would cherish deeply in my heart as a fan of Eddie Guerrero. Now, as for you, what are your Eddie moments? What are your favorite moments about Eddie Guerrero growing up as a fan? Or maybe even if you weren't a fan, but if he resonated with you? Because I was giving a talk yesterday in UP, and somebody actually asked me in the audience, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? And sabi ko, it's Eddie Guerrero. And some of the girls in the audience actually went, oh. And, you know, you could tell that these, these kids, these girls actually grew up watching wrestling. And Eddie Guerrero was part of their consciousness. So 
at some point, if you watched wrestling in the early to mid 2000s, Eddie Guerrero was part of your consciousness. So let me know what your favorite Eddie moment was or your favorite Eddie Guerrero stories. You can tweet me. It's at underscore Stancy. And you can also tweet Ro and Camus at Roiswar and at Caveman Camus. And for us, it's at the SGP Podcast. So let us know. And let's share and reminisce a bit on this day. What was your favorite Eddie Guerrero moment? Anyway, we've got business to do, so let's get right to it. This week's episode of the podcast is going to be a lot of fun. We've got a good friend, Redrick Mahaba. You may have heard him before on the podcast under his real name, but we'll talk about the Redrick Mahaba character, how he got started in, in Philippine wrestling revolution and how his training, how his journey has been to get to this point where he is two weeks away from debuting at PWR Live. I'm excited for this guy. I'm excited for the network. I'm excited for the machine, Maverick Knight. All of these guys, these new faces you'll be seeing at PWR Live. It's happening on November 28th. They changed the date. We also changed the venue, by the way. We're no longer going to be at Makati Cinema Square. Bye, Felicia. We're going to be going to iAcademy Auditorium. That's where you'll find us now. If you don't know where iAcademy Auditorium is, all you have to do is to check out smarthenry.ph. We have the instructions there. If you don't have your own car, kung di ka nag-Uber, di ka nag-grab taxi, that's fine. We can tell you how to commute to, uh, to iAcademy Auditorium. We, uh, we've got all the instructions laid out, and we've got to thank our friends from Victory Makati for actually providing that shit for us. Uh, also, um, th- there are a lot of new things you can expect on November 28th. So uh, Redrick will actually be talking about that when we sit down and, and chat about you know, his progress, his training, and all of that. After which, he actually sticks around because we get to talk about this week's Raw, this week's NXT, and how the injury to Seth Rollins just changed the game and the landscape in the WWE. There's a lot of hot takes going around on the interwebs. We have our own hot takes on that as well. So you get to, uh, you'll get to hear that in just a bit. And then after that, we're going to give you our picks of the week. Since Redrick's basically the co-host for the week, we might as well give him a pick of the week. That's coming up as well. Now, I wish I, wish I could tell you how to make more money by driving your car and driving Uber. But they're not paying for their airtime on this podcast, so I can't do that. And I wish DDP Yoga also sponsored me, but I can't tell you about that shit either because I'm overweight and I haven't exercised in about a year. And I wish that DraftKings.com and SeatGeek could tell me how to draft and make money and which seats actually produce the best value for my money. But unfortunately, none of those assholes sponsor this podcast also. So what we're going to do is we're going to go jump into our interview with Redrick Mahaba. And that's coming up right now. This is episode 87. Again, 87 of the SGP Podcast. Sitting here on this special episode of the SGP Podcast with somebody who we've come to know over the last year. You may know him by his real name. You may know him from outside of the wrestling community. But now that he's about to make his debut as an official PWR star, we have to call him by his rightful name. And that name is Redrick Mahaba. Hey, baby. Redrick Mahaba, welcome back to the SGP Podcast. We've seen your posts on social media. You go by a lot of names, so let's go through them one yeah. by one. Yeah, that's a lot of names. They I, call you the Intimate Warrior. The Intimate Warrior. Yes, that's one. Because I really like to connect with the old school fans, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, um, I'm a 90s fan myself, so that, that kind of takes me back when I still use a Warrior's name. And kind of own it up to myself. They also call you the king of schlong style. Yeah, and that's for the the smarky fans. It's like I'd like to call it. 
because I want to cater to everyone because you know loving is for everybody man loving is for for everybody in this world so I just want to I want to let people know that I'm here for everybody so let's let's uh, cut to the chase here because a lot of people have seen what you have posted on social media but I think the biggest question still is sino nga ba si Redrick Mahaba ah <laughs> uh, wow Redrick Mahaba is is very crazy um this guy well i should address it to myself me uh is all about loving i'm telling you man we can't get enough of this like uh this is the great the, the only magic in this world is love it oh it binds us and as my days as a comedian before you would see that I, I travel all over the world you would see that everybody uh you would have a language barrier but love is that one one thing that's common and Redrick Mahaba is all about that uh one more thing is that we're we're I'm I'm not just promoting like love and everything I'm I'm promoting positive body image man this this is this <laughs> as cheesy as it gets because everybody I go all over the world and I see people that are they are very insecure with their bodies like fat people I'm saying fat people okay uh fat people are very insecure with their bodies and they 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 saying that they can't be sexy and they can't be cute well I'm here now I'm telling you I am embodying sexiness while maintaining a 320 pound frame that's what I'm saying so it's going to be a lethal combination this much confidence with this much mass man you've never seen anything like me before There is a song that goes what the world needs now is love yes, sweet love. It's true. Right? You know that song. <laughs> and um it, it's kind of weird having somebody who just advocates for so much love, so much positivity yeah. in in an industry like wrestling where yes. you know um the, the most basic motive good versus evil is I'm going to knock your fucking teeth out because XYZ. Yes, but there's a lot of love in 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 the ring. That's what I noticed when I was doing boot camp is that you you do knock each other out in the ring but there's a there's like a period of respect that you have for each other like him or hate him you both love this thing that you do and and in order for you to to be able to continue on and excelling in the thing that you do you must have love for it and so this is what I'm what I'm embodying uh th- there's a lot of people who are out there who are working passionless jobs and I just want to I want to let them know that you know that you can love something Uh, out of the blue or uh, or or you can love something from the start of your start of your life or whatever and you can you can excel in it you know what i mean you, you know you are the living embodiment of somebody who just does what he loves for a living <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. for everything everything that you've been doing we we see you in all all different types of media from yes. from tv yes. to uh, to stage to now getting in the ring and uh, i know for a fact that even before pwr started you were one of those people who was actively looking for uh, for a philippine wrestling promotion yes, can you tell us about true. that well like a lot of people in the roster we've been fans for life and we wanted to do it as soon as uh, as soon as there's an opportunity to do it and one thing about me is that i live in a philosophy that if if it's a childhood dream that i had and if i don't at, at least attempt to do it when i'm an adult or when i'm able to that that's just failing in life that's how i that's how i feel my my standards in life is not about making money or having children it's about fulfilling ambition which i think like one of the things that you should you should really strive for so i've been looking for wrestling training ever since probably as soon as i i had a job to pay for it that's what i like i couldn't travel outside of the country of course because you know i'm, I'm not that rich but uh as soon as 
I found out about PWR Bootcamp. Uh, I signed up for it, and thankfully I got accepted. And actually, ha- had a lot of growing pains. Like it took me like eleven uh, months. I think uh, Nintendo, uh, Jimmy Oraliana, they they did pre shows before me, but we all started like almost the same. I mean, I think I even started uh, 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 earlier than Jimmy, but. Uh, I was at training longer because I actually went through a lot of injuries because I'm not in the greatest shape of my life, I have, I have to admit. So um, I just didn't stop doing it because I really liked doing it. And from the start, when I knew that, uh, when I was looking for it, I was committed to it from the start. You were actually looking for, uh, for, for any wrestling school here in the Philippines yeah. that would you know, get you uh, through the door of the pro wrestling industry. How long did it take from uh, that time when you were searching for it for the first time to when you actually found boot camp? Oh, man. That's a long time. There's no Facebook. There's no Facebook. I think when I was in, in a position that hey, I can make my own decisions now without like parental consent. Because I knew my parents wouldn't allow it. Yeah. So when I probably hit like 17, 18, and I was like, okay, I gotta look for this because you know, and a lot of things too. Like uh, when I watch wrestling and something big comes up, I got so in- you get inspired right? to to look for something that you want to do. Of course. So parang like konare when when uh, I think Punk got in developmental in in OVW, I was looking hard for a wrestling school. Not even here. I was like, siguro somewhere in in Southeast Asia at least. Or I was considering going to my tita in Canada just to do it, like things like that. It gets silly, pero siempre uh, reality is just like maybe something local lang. So uh, maybe probably since uh, eight nine years ago, I've been looking hard for a training school. And nine years later, you're here. Yeah. You're poised to make your yeah. your first ever appearance at a PWR event. Yeah, eleven months or like close to a year of training, probably. Uh, uh, Popped knee, popped ankle, three, two, three concussions later. <laughs> how how was it like uh, struggling? Uh, you know, struggling through boot camp because it it's no it it's no easy ride. In boot camp, everybody who's been around boot camp can tell you to your face that it's not a walk in the park. It's not. So, what were the struggles that you had to go through aside from uh, not being in shape? Yeah, the first one is that actually making a decision if you if all this pain is worth it because it's not easy, man. And you know that they don't just put you through the drills because they want you to quit. It's just that, you know, it's just needed. This is what, this is like the basic default minimum requirement to do it. And I can't, I can barely pass, like, physically. So a, a lot of things are, like, hard in bootcamp. Like, making time for it is hard because, you know, I, I work all throughout the week, like, Monday to Sunday because, you know, I can get booked, like, uh, uh, like a gig on, on Saturday or Sunday. So sometimes... I have a gig that runs on until like 3 a.m. And then I have to wake up at 8, go to go to boot camp. Yeah. So, and then I barely have time to eat. So I would do this training from 9 to 4 p.m. without anything in my stomach. Because, one, I tried to eat before and I just puked it all out. So there's like a lot of things, that, 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 a lot of factors. But man, if, you, if you're passionate about something, it, it doesn't matter. Really, if they they could they could have had chair shot drills, I don't really care. I would take it. What yeah. was um, you know throughout your time in boot camp? What was the single most valuable tip that was shared to you by the veterans of PWR that helped you get uh, to this point where you've graduated and made your way to the main roster? 
Yeah. I was at a point in time that I was so focused on on doing things right. There was a time that I think I have to put him over. I think it's uh, Jake DeLeon. Uh, put me over. No, no, no. Don't put me over. Set me aside, sorry. Set me aside. And told me that you're, you're focusing on not making mistakes all the time. Or you're focusing on 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 looking good. You got to remember that you got to take a step back. And you're, you know, you're having fun doing this, right? You have to remember that. So I think Jake put that put that up uh, and, and gave me that great advice. That actually turned a lot of things around. So uh, kudos to Mr. Jake DeLeon. One other thing is I think I got a lot of help from Batch 2 guys. Uh, Ralph, uh, Imabayashi, uh, Mark Di Manalo. They're really uh, nice guys. I would have wanted to uh, get a lot of uh, Royal Flush help, but uh, they're, they're pretty exclusive, man. <laughs> they're pretty exclusive. Yeah, but they I, keep it within yeah. the family. Yeah, yeah. You but have to get in the family first. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, but I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, gonna get the chance to pick their, to, to pick their brains out in the next PWR Live uh, event because I'm guesting them in my segment called Mahabang Usapan. Mahabang Usapan. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a bit, but I want to address uh, something that I know a lot of PWR's critics have been calling us out on since the get-go. Yeah. And that is the fact that we don't have a lot of size. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with your addition to the roster... Malamang sa malamang tataas yung average height and weight ng yeah. PWR roster. You're what? 6'2", 6'3"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 6'3", uh, And you're 290. 320. 320, sorry. Yeah. So you're, you're heavier than Kevin Owens. Yeah. And I you're am. about just as tall. Yes. Right? So yes. Um, uh, where do you think you fit in the Philippine wrestling landscape given that relative to guys like classical Brian Leo, um, you know, Jake DeLeon, Chris Panzer, hell, even John Sebastian yeah. Bombay Suarez, Main Max, you're an outlier because of your size. Yes, I am. So how do you fit in? Uh, I don't. It's it's been uh, been that way in a lot of things that I do. Is that I thrive in not fitting in the mold because they could see me as a big guy, big hulking guy. I could be uh, very powerful or slow. But there's this one thing I have very surprising agility, which is really I I I thought of it as a joke at first because you know like. Uh, you need a uh, an agile fat man for some reason, but one of my influences are like Samoa Joe. Yeah, uh, you could say Kevin Owens in in, in you know probably uh, right after that. But uh, Samoa Joe is a big big influence in 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 my game. Uh, referee Matt Rojas once told me like, man, you are surprisingly fast. Actually, I think. I realized that when Ralph Imabayashi actually called me surprisingly fast one day. And I'm like, oh, maybe I am fast. I don't know. So there's an aspect of this game that's, that's going to take people by surprise. And I want to show it all in, uh, on, uh, on the next PWR Live. All right. So let, let's not try to spoil everything because I, I was tempted to ask you what your style in the ring was. But uh, since you mentioned Oh, you that, can. You can. Yes. Yeah, so let, let's get into that a little yeah. bit. Um, if, if someone were to scout you, yeah. what, would the things on the, what would the scouting report say? Uh, I'm, I'm fabulous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I want to do things that are like... A, uh, I'm flashy, man. I'm, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like doing things that are like for, just for effect. Yeah, you know what I mean. So because no wasted motions. We are we are in an entertainment business. We gotta you gotta get uh, you gotta give people what they want. I'm not saying I'm gonna do a 450 splash, but I'm saying is that uh, there there ain't nothing like me but me. It, it, it's crazy what I can do. I am very creative. I am very innovative in the ring, and um, I'm well. I'm putting myself over now, but 
hopefully you you will see it and I hopefully I will uh 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 prove it but there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity and innovations in in my offense uh I'm very graceful I think because you know I have a background in contemporary dance so I do do that I have a background in ballet which is surprisingly for my size right <laughs> yeah. yes it is so there's a lot of things that I do that are, will take people by surprise and I think that will that will get people off their game if I if I get in the ring with someone you know like uh they're expecting me to probably use my weight which I will but I will also use my weight very creatively to like get leverage on you so yeah. what is your finishing move called <laughs> my finishing move is uh like the technical term for it, I think it's a cradle side suplex, yeah, or a sidewinder suplex. Uh, but I call it it's more slam in the Philippines. <laughs> How about no, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that man. is a mouthful. I told you, it, it, they ain't nothing. They, they ain't nothing uh, but me, man. Uh, it, it's it's. Uh, I like I like it because it has a nice ring to it, and because we are in PWR, so I gotta represent, man. You gotta it's give it a Filipino slam. touch. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Mahabang Usapa, uh, Usapan yeah. That is the name of your segment Which we're going to be debuting At PWR Live on November 28th Yes So what can the Revo Nation expect Once you take the stage in that ring For Mahabang Usapan Well Revo Nation Is going to expect a lot of uh, Laughter Like I'm a big personality I don't think like uh, We've had Ken Warren we have, We've had uh, Brian Leo, we've had uh, uh, John Sebastian. That they're they're all big personalities, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come in there, and when you give me a microphone, you're gonna you're gonna see like not just passion in it. I'm you're gonna see like uh, a a lot of humor, <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of awesome lines. I don't want to put myself over anymore. No, 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 no. This, this is all about you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you do know I do have like a lot of experience entertaining people. So I'm gonna bring that in. I'm gonna incorporate everything, and they're, I'm gonna give a, uh, give them a show because once I step into any kind of stage, where it be like a squared circle, or 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 uh, or a stage in a, in a dinky bar, I'm promising one thing that people will be entertained, win or lose, people will be entertained. So. Uh, once Usapan, uh, Mahabang Usapan finally gets going at PWR Live, yeah. who can we expect to join you? Oh, man. Is that something that you're free to disclose right now or is it something you'd rather keep close to the chest? I'm, I'm, I'm just taking orders, actually. But if I had like a wish list on who I would uh, do uh, interview, well, The Flush is one of them, but... As an inaugural episode, it's kind of like a handful. Yeah, I, I think uh, I might get in trouble with the things I say, but I'm hoping that they're really good sports, you know, because you know they're first world. Right. Uh, <laughs> so um, I really want to get in the head of Jake DeLeon. I think he he's been going through a lot of tough times, a lot of tough losses lately. Uh, I really want to know if Apocalypse even speaks. I mean, I don't even know that he has. He has spoken. Uh, he said three words. <laughs> he said three words in front of the Revo Nation yeah. since all of this began. That is not speaking, though. That's that's, <laughs> ba- that's barely like babies speak more than three words. So I'm um, not not to disrespect Apocalypse or anything, but I do want to get inside whatever that mask is. Uh, one particular person that I really really wanna wanna have as a guest is probably Mark Dimanalo. I think he's a very very fun guy. Uh, he he entertains the crowd like I think in the same wavelength that I would imagine that I would entertain the crowd, and he's very and like you know 
getting picked off the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to know what's that like. Now, uh, you said eight, nine years ago, your goal was to find somebody who can get you through this business yes. or get you into this business. Yes. So that was your goal. You've accomplished that goal. You're now here, uh, part of PWR. You're about to have your first ever, uh, first ever appearance as Redrick Mahaba. What's next? What other goals have you got? Um, for, uh, have you set for yourself? Well, I want to have my uh, first match, of course. Let's get that out of the way. I want to win that first match. Uh, I want to win my second match. But more importantly is that I want to give people, uh, as corny as it may sound, like I want my matches to be the time that when people say that, hey, sulit yung binayad go. Yeah. Yun gusto. Because that's that's been my mentality ever since when I've been performing. I want people to know that when I get on stage, sulit na sila and everything else probably is a bonus. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, like it's 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 that mentality that I'm gonna bring up and that's like the my main focus on contributing to this a very, very it's a it's a budding I call it art form. Yeah. Yeah, because it is. So uh, it's a it's a budding art form and it has to be promoted. And I will be a catalyst in that movement. You've been through boot camp, uh, so you know how everybody ticks. Uh, at the very least, you have yes. an idea what sets people off. So knowing that, and and knowing that, you know, you've been waiting to get called up over the last few months. Oh, Is yeah. there anyone who you want to face because you know you know this person in and out? You know you have an advantage. Nah, this person hasn't seen you, but you've seen them. Is there someone who you want to face? Na parang either dream match or you know that you can have an opportunity to make an impact and make a name for yourself. Oh man, I want to have a match against uh, our head trainer Bombay Suarez, uh-huh. like a real match. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think like when we do like matches in in, in like uh, when we practice and we spar in in boot camp, I think uh, this guy pulls his punches. I want. What what he did to John Sebastian, not not that much, but probably in, in an actual match where there you know there's like it's a normal match, no no weird stipulations. I just want to get in the ring with the mentor. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have a feeling that I have a few tricks up my sleeve that he probably would expect, but I think I would still you know get him. You know what I mean? It's always a big deal, right? Kapag mentor mo yung yeah, of course. Either uh, yung katrabaho mo yeah. in general. Yeah, that's why the Jake DeLeon Bombay Suarez main event in in Revo X was was so nice. Yeah, because it had that feel that's like a mentor, uh, student mentality. Well, at the same time, I want to have that with Bombay, but Jake DeLeon was also my mentor, and it was also a big part of the thing. So uh, my second answer would be probably be Jake DeLeon, but seeing as he's, uh, I think, uh, I'm not sure. If he has a match Does he have a match? I don't even know Yeah, we're, uh, we're still working on that Let's see yeah. where Where Jake DeLeon fits into our plans Come yeah, yeah, yeah. live Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you have the privilege Of debuting in front of A crowd of say of hundreds because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the PWR shows on average we've been getting in hundreds and yes. um, some of the guys from 
you know the succeeding boot camp batches they've also talked about how it's it, it, it gets it gets unnerving nerve-wracking even sometimes now oh. you get your first match in front of 300 people 400 yes. people where in the US you're lucky if you get the day yeah, in true. front of a crowd of 30 yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what is your mindset heading into uh, whether you get a match at PWR live or not the fact that you're debuting in front of you know the, the strong and loyal fan base yeah. of PWR how does that make you feel well i'm going back to my experience because i've i've done i've done probably a thousand people I've I've done performances in front of a thousand people, so um, and probably more than that. I'm I'm not sure, but I've done countless performances. But it doesn't matter if it's like in front of forty, a thousand, three hundred, two hundred. Is you're out there bearing your soul, and it's gonna have the same effect. You're gonna have you're gonna be nervous, and you're not gonna expect anything that you're gonna you're you're gonna have. It's it's the beauty of performance. So um, I'm gonna get in there. I may say that I have this performance experience uh, or, or this background that I per- I've performed in front of people. But I will still get nervous. But expect that I know how to handle my nerves. And I thrive in that. I love that. I love that feeling. The moment that you don't get nervous anymore is that I think the time that you should take a step back and reanalyze if, you're still, if you still want to do this. Because if you get nervous, uh, a wise man told me this, if you get nervous, it means you care. Yeah. So, if you still get nervous, that's the appropriate feeling to have. It's not because you lack in skill; it's because you care about your performance. And um, uh, of course, everybody has been talking about the fact that PWR Live will be at a new venue. Oh yeah, that's something we gotta uh, we gotta get out there. Yeah. It's a big elephant in the room. We are officially leaving Makati Cinema Square. So you've been at Makati Cinema Square countless times. Yes, you've helped us out in the shows in various capacities. Hell, yes. uh, you've filled in for me. Yeah, in one match in, <laughs> during the No Holds Barred match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is it like knowing that? One, you kind of missed out on the Makati Cinema Square Yeah, experience. yeah. I wouldn't be able to say, no, oh, oh, back in the day. Right. Nung nasa MCS pa lang kami. Wala. We, but, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> but, at, but at the same time, you get to be one of the first people to break in this new venue. Yes. Which is the iAcademy Auditorium. So, yeah. um, I'm opening the show. It's a huge, yeah. huge jump from MCS yeah. to iAcademy and, and you're opening the show. Yes. So, w- what's running through your, your mind right now? Oh, well. First of all, it's great blessing. Thank you to the powers that be for trusting me with this. Second is that I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't be worried about making a mistake because you know uh, probably people will, and and you know that's like a like a factor that you can't get out. Something will go wrong, but I'm more focused on just just getting us a great start in this new venue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I know that uh, they had to find a venue for me that has aircon because I'm too hot. Right. <laughs> and we took yeah. you into consideration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm too hot or I might I might sweat myself. If, I, if, if this was like the old venue, I might sweat myself into my entrance and probably lose two, 20 pounds on the way to the ring. But this venue is great. I saw it. It's amazing for the performers and the people watching. And it's just the venue that people deserve when they watch PWR and the, the venue that people perform in. Um, we might, this might be our new home. I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. But if, if it is, uh, I will try my best to make it as such that we will have great memories to remember in the in, in, in I Academy. All right. Now, yeah. before we wrap this baby up, why don't uh, why don't I give you this time to address anybody, whether it's the Revo Nation 
or anybody in the PWR locker room. So if there's anyone you want to call out, anybody you want to shout, give a shout out to, the floor is yours. Oh, all right. Well, this is awkward. Chris Panzer, I love you. You're great. <laughs> you smell amazing. Uh, so does Mayhem Brannigan. I hope he gets well soon. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Scarlett, though. I think Scarlett needs a lot of attention. Because, um, I mean, you know, like, you know, Brian, Brian Leo and John Sebastian kind of have their thing going on. You know, they got that bromance. I don't know. I don't want to judge 2015. I don't really care. They're my guests at Mahabang Usapan. Max, I love Max. You know, Max is the shit. Uh, he's a big guy like me too. You know what I mean? So we got that fat and fat respect. But Scarlett needs some attention, man. I mean, I know she going through tough times with, with get, getting the death bell. He got <laughs> death bell from the apocalypse. And I can just imagine how that feels like. And Scarlett needs some loving, man. So I'm, I'm, sh- I'm giving a shout-out to Scarlett. I'm Redrick Mahaba, Scarlett. You know what I mean? Like, Mahaba. You know what I mean? Again, that's the same question I asked you twice. So maybe don't turn me down this time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Scarlett. Uh, we gotta, we gotta do, we got a date, I think, on, uh, now November 28th. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to you and me locking eyes in the ring. Maybe, you know, sometimes I locked in John Sebastian eyes too. Maybe a little bit of, 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 uh, Brian Leo too. But mostly <laughs> you and me, Scarlett. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You do know what I mean now, Scarlett. All right, on with more of the SVP podcast. Redrick Mahaba decided to stay a while and to talk shop. Yep. Because we've done this before. We're and all fans. We're yeah, all fans, we're, we're yeah. all fans at the end of the day. And yeah. you know, it was nice of him to actually fill in as guest co-host for yeah. Ro and for Camus. So let's get right to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm big enough to fill in for two people. Oh yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Now, uh, this week we have ourselves a bit of a pickle, mostly because we don't have a WWE World Heavyweight Champion anymore. Yeah. And that sucks. That it sucks, week, but that's also a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing because there's always opportunity in your negatives. Yes, yes, like, yes. Like, uh, yes. only the most pessimistic of pessimists, and I'm glad to say I'm not one of them, <laughs> will say that this is just an entirely bad situation. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is that um, Rollins' injury is symptomatic of a bigger problem in WWE. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bigger problem can be said in, uh, on two levels. Eh? The first is the fact that they obviously overwork their talents. Seth Rollins as champion you know, There were pay-per-views Where he wrestled twice a night Yeah And that's horrible Because you don't want to uh, Overwork your champion that way yeah, yeah, yeah That's probably one of the reasons Why wear and tear Is so bad for WWE talents Especially as they age That's true But I think Rollins wanted that But you know, in a way na, You know Like I'm a performer yeah. And I'm gonna give you Two of the best matches In the card Which, is, which I think he did in 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 Night of Champions, I think. Hindi naman mawawala in pride, like all of us as performers, we've got that pride, yeah. diba? And uh, you know, when WWE is mostly the only game in town, if the boss tells you to do A, you're going to do A. Yeah, right? If he says true. jump, you say how high. Yes. But at some point, somebody's got to realize, nah, these guys can't be overworked like this forever. That's true, though. That's true. Yeah, some some someone from the back has to wise up because the, yeah, the, these guys won't back down, diba? Yeah. Um, they're not going to do the wise thing, which is to preserve themselves and you know uh, extend their careers for as long as possible. Because hey, yeah. if if the boss wants to do it one way, you, you're gonna have to do it his way because it's his company at the end of the day. Yeah. So that makes it very very. The same thing with with PWR bootcamp is that we do like a, a shit ton of squats, 
and I have a knee problem. Yeah. So even though I want to do like the required amount, and some people are seeing me wobbling, people will tell me to back down because they don't want a permanent injury. You know what I mean? So somebody has to look that from the outside looking in, and tell probably people that yeah maybe let's not let's not tire our wrestlers too much. Yeah. Because yeah. it's eh. uh, you know, it's, it's not going to end well for anyone In the same way that you, know, you have Rollins who's what, 28, 29? Yeah And he blew out his knee I, I hope he makes a full recovery Because uh, that's basically the Sean Livingston injury Yeah, everything torn right? uh, Completely yung, torn, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, So he's out 6 to 9 months uh, He'll oh, be back 6 to 9 months Yeah, uh, by the time he's back, babies will have been born Yeah <laughs> That were not even For conceived sure. yet today yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. Shit like that So uh, it, it's gonna be a long time But um, while he's away, bef- you know, before we see him again We're gonna be having this tournament Which uh, which is supposedly to keep us all busy through this difficult time um, Which brings me to the second point I wanted to raise earlier Now, yeah, it's good that you have a tournament again Leading into Survivor Series I'm a fan of tournaments I say this all the time Because every match becomes important Yes That's one Number two It's a good way to either A. Incorporate all the storylines together Because at some point Paths will cross yeah. Or two You get to reset everything Yes Because everybody's priorities Immediately shift from I'm not doing anything right now Or I'm in a stupid feud To Holy shit The title is up for grabs Let's all vie for it And that alone Is such a it, It's a It's a unifying impetus For everyone At the same time It uh, it also um, Makes everything simple lang ulit. Yes diba? It simplifies everything Here's my problem though When you have a field Of 16 competitors You expect certain names You expect your mid-card champions Like Alberto Del Rio You expect Kevin Owens you expect Roman Reigns because he's the rightful number one contender. Yeah, I see where you're going now. <laughs> but I, I don't understand why names like, as much as I, it pains me to say this, why Stardust has to be in there. Why Kalisto has to be in there. What, what did The Miz and fucking Titus O'Neil do to receive uh, their slots in the tournament? I, I have like a very, uh, very fair opinion on this. And it's just that these are probably workers they want, they want to push. And they're probably they had this opportunity, and they they probably had a list of hot wrestlers. Yeah. Then these these would probably make the tournament exciting, and then they would, of course, have to decide who these wrestlers win against. You know what I mean? So these wrestlers that they choose, they probably want to give them like a big match feel. Yeah. Put them in a situation that is very unique, and see how the crowd reacts to them, because I think. In the recent tournament that we had in NXT, nobody was giving uh, Gable and Jordan any kind of uh, respect or anything. Like nobody expected anything from them. Yeah. But when they pulled off this great match against Corbin and Rhino, yeah. So I think that's something that they're looking for because they could they could make an asset. Like can they can make a superstar out of people that they've. Mismanaged You know They only have to blame themselves You know These guys are all good They're in the WWE They're all good Yeah It makes sense Now you know You're piecing this idea together Using your own logic Using your own perspective But that goes That goes back to Yung bigger issue Now WWE doesn't tell stories With logic To the point (laughs) that As a fan They don't Yeah 
<laughs> as a fan, you have to rely on your own logic para maintindihan mo talaga yung nangyayari. Yeah. And that's not a good thing because if you're telling a story, let's say you're watching you're, you're watching a movie. Say you're watching James Bond. Yeah. Hindi mo naintindihan kung bakit nag-sexy James Bond at si Madeline Swan. Yes. Right? You you want to know at least why it happened if the simple reason is they find each other attractive or whatever. Hindi mo pwedeng um you know, one minute they're talking without any hint of attraction, the next minute they're having sex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Parang ah okay, so he he thought that Madeline Swan was a hot yeah. French woman, so he would have sex with her. Uh, you know, you you have to make things come together in such a way that they make sense. Oh, so you felt that this was like instant. It was instant because Stardust, for example, the yeah. last we've seen of him was he was having his little Stardust section. Ginagawa yeah, yeah. si Cesaro, yeah. He hasn't even been in the ring on Raw and SmackDown all that much. Yeah. Even when he has, it wasn't in a meaningful. Like match. the last significant thing he did was with Emil. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, the same goes for someone like Titus O'Neil. Yes. Who uh, who we associate more with being in the primetime players tag team. Right, as a tag team. Yeah. Um, yung Lucha Dragons, medyo mapapagbigyan ko pa because they're number one contenders right now yeah. for the tag team championship. But even still, why Kalisto? Why not Sin Cara? Because Sin Cara is the lesser Lucha Dragon. Ayan, like, <laughs> parang, parang nag-jack and poise sila, nag-draw lang Pwede, sila. Or oh, bro, ako muna. Maybe, this is the flip side of things. Maybe if you put like the logic like, we're gonna give this guy to Owens to lose. Like, let's just get a guy who that we don't have a lot of banking on like he could take a loss and he wouldn't be affected case uh they put all guys deserving and that they would you know that they would eventually lose to the much hotter guys you know what i mean like they could put in like uh, a debuting baller for example but we they have a debuting lose. tyler breeze in the bracket they did who i have lost? a problem with that who, who lost by y- the way? he who lost in the first to round ambrose who needs a win to Ambrose who needs a win, yes. But do we really need to see Tyler Breeze in this tournament this soon? You know what? I was expecting like Ziggler and Breeze would cost each other's matches. Ako rin. Yeah, like, but that didn't know, happen. Yeah, maybe that's a booking swerve. Like, ooh, the, the smart people will expect this. Maybe are we, let's play with their minds. As fans, like you and yeah. I have grown up as fans, yeah. and as thinking fans, are uh, we're preconditioned about to think that because A, B, C, then D, E, F. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Ziggler and Breeze are near each other on the bracket. Exactly, exactly. They're probably going to fuck each other up yeah. and either meet in the next round, but virtually impossible because Ambrose is Breeze's opponent, or ca- cancel each other out. Yeah. Right? I was actually worried when I saw the brackets and I saw Breeze and Ambrose. And I'm like, what? Ambrose is going to job the Breeze again? Because, you know, there's no way in hell that these guy, this guy is going to debut in Raw. And he's gonna lose. Ako That's on, what I thought. Ako on the contrary, because when I saw Reigns and Ambrose on the completely opposite bracket, ah. I immediately thought na eto prediction ko: Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose in the finals. Oh, that's that's too positive. I don't think WWE will give that. Okay, take a look at the bracket right now. You can you can see the bracket, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think Roman Reigns is winning this. I think that's a safe prediction yeah, for to sure. make. Yeah. Among the four guys on the other side of the bracket, being Neville, Kevin Owens, Dolph Ziggler, and Dean Ambrose. Who do you think is the most compelling na makakalaban ni Roman Reigns? He's already faced Kevin Owens before. Yeah. In a match. Yeah. Diba? If you have Neville against Roman Reigns, as much as I love Neville, that's not very compelling. Yeah. Which leaves us to Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose. And my gut tells me na it's going to be a very, very interesting main event at Survivor Series if the vac- vacated championship is contested by the Shield Brothers. Yeah. And if someone turns heel in that match. No. No, please don't. I want Roman Reigns. Oh, to, Roman Reigns to turn. To get okay. this. 
remember when Rocky Maivia joined the corporate uh, yeah joined the corporation and became the Rock yeah yeah, yeah. I want Roman Reigns to be the Rome no <laughs> No. <laughs> I wanted to join the authority because in that opening segment with Triple H, where Triple H was basically tempting Roman Reigns to come over to the dark side, we got the cookies. We can make you the champion you never were. They may be building up a swerve there, though. Um, I'm I'm seeing because I've always thought that WWE doesn't care about Ambrose, so I'm surprised he lasted out of the first round. Uh, I thought it was gonna be Breeze or something, or if it's like a fair win. Uh, I Ambrose and Ziggler, those are two people that we all want to win. Yeah, that's the thing. And on the flip side, we want Cesaro to win against Reigns, which he probably isn't going it's to. Gonna, it's not going to happen. Uh, oh shit! If that happens, man, <laughs> that would be the best. Uh, I'm not hating on Reigns. Reigns is actually pretty exciting. I like his. I like his style. But there are a lot of people who I like more. I'm sorry. Uh, not because of their indie backgrounds or something, but well, it may seem that way. But I really want Ziggler to win this. Uh, the 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 card the the path he is in could actually rebuild what's lost when he was booked when when he was mishandled the past year. Post Survivor Series, yeah. And then if Owen wins uh, for the semifinals, and they would meet. And Ziggler beats Owens clean. Yeah, that would re- rebuild him because he's over anyway. Right, right. Actually, when you look at the tournament, major predictable say the boot order. It's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like getting spoilers for a season of Survivor. Yeah, yeah. And you know who's gonna get voted out one by one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing about this tournament, now I just want to mention before we dive deeper into the matchups and shit, is it it actually exposes the lack of depth. Sa, sa upper echelon of or echelon of WWE, because yeah, you have the Roman Reigns and uh, the Dolph Zigglers, and to a lesser extent, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Del Rio, and all that stuff. But really, Kalisto, uh, uh, could we not have made space for the New Day? Uh, new Day should have been there. I think uh, they should break off probably Kofi to do singles. No, no, no. You know what would have been what would have been compelling? No, dude. A slot for the new day where they can just tag in and tag out. <laughs> That's too free bird it. So first round, the whole first round to Xavier. Yeah, Next yeah, round yeah, to Big yeah. E or to Kofi, right? and they can just free bird it exactly. Yeah, yeah, but but they have a very huge responsibility in rebuilding the tag team division, and I think probably one or two guys in there, and that we know that would probably lose would actually hurt them more than than maybe winning, than gaining uh, steam, unless. They had one new day guy in the finals, which is would be awesome. I would actually argue now it would help if you had like a new day guy make the finals, yeah, or or semifinals. About but get them far just to yeah. see, uh, just to see them work their shenanigans in singles matchups but, in that type of setting. Yeah. On on contrary to what you say, I think it actually shows the depth because there's a lot of people there who hasn't held the belt that we want to win. That's the thing. Like I know that. Kalisto or Titus would be. I think Titus is the only one that I didn't want to see there, and probably Sheamus. But Sheamus has the money in the bank anyway. Yeah. So I think uh, it, this goes back to just this. They probably had just like a bunch of superstars who are just wild cards. They probably had like the choice was made in like, oh, maybe they'll be over, they will lose. But if they lose, they, we don't we don't lose that much. But if they got over and they lose, maybe we can we can push them again in in, in some other scenario. So. The, these are probably guys that lost in the first round. These are probably guys that are like uh, low risk guys, like Titus 
who cares about Titus out of, out of outside of like doing the cancer things? Oh, or yeah. outside of the prime time players, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So and also, Kalisto, which won. Yeah, he did win. He he won on SmackDown. So this I week. think they're pretty confident with Ryback retaining uh, a lot of his uh, his heat, his heat or whatever he, his his his, his uh, reputation. His his uh, uh, how do you call this? Like strength or something. So actually, I'm pretty surprised Kalisto won. Yeah, I, I'm surprised myself because I, I haven't seen SmackDown yet, but I know that Kaliso advances. So let's take a look at the matchups here in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And let's make this observation first. Of the eight guys who have qualified for the quarterfinals, only Dolph Ziggler and Alberto Del Rio have been world champion before. Yeah. And if we're going to restrict this to the WWE belt, only the, ADR has ADR, held it yeah. before. Yeah. So, um, uh, outside of ADR and Ziggler, there's bound to be a brand new champion, <coughs> Roman Reigns. So, uh, we've got Roman Reigns versus Cesaro, which we can predict safely that it's going to be Roman Reigns. Yeah, booking-wise, like, I, think, I think everybody's expecting Reigns to do it. Now, it's just like a matter of seeding if he turns or not. For me, kasi, um, I think this would be Cesaro coming in with a chip on his shoulder. I think he wants to... I think he will want to make a show out of this match with Roman Reigns. So, yeah, he's going to lose, but he's going to look as best as he can while getting pinned by with, the end of the with match. With a very good opponent because Roman Reigns, he makes a lot of like... He doesn't do five-star matches, I think. Like he, he His matches are always kind of in the level of like three and a half yeah. to four, four and a half stars. The best match was that match against Daniel Bryan at Fastlane in February. Oh, that's because he had like a very good dance partner. I yeah. think that was good. But when he had Bray... Because mm. Bray, I think, has a hard time pulling off great matches. Because the last great match I've seen with Bray is probably with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> We're going back to this. Which I will bring up later, by the way. Uh, Reigns is against Cesaro. Yeah. Great dance partner. Right. Great, amazing styles. T- against each other. Cesaro is very, very used to um, uh, making a great match with a person... Uh, with a similar style because every time he gets into ring with Sheamus Barrett or um, I don't know well probably did he have a match against Owens yeah yeah Owens yes he has yeah. like a smash mouth style mm. it, it's a good match all the time so I'm very excited with Rain Cesaro um, all, outside of all the what was it uh, quarterfinals quarterfinals, quarterfinals yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As para sa akin, like of the quarterfinal matchups Reigns versus Cesaro has pick of the week potential yes like I, I, I would say that this will and only that's 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 like picking out of like a matchup between Ziggler Ambrose. We have Owens against uh, who? Neville. Neville, the and, and, and this one Del Rio. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Kalisto versus Del Rio because I think that could give Reigns Cesaro a run for its money. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm actually. My. I might recant my statement. No. No. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. I'll stick with Reigns Cesaro for the best match of the quarterfinals. The thing about Del Rio Calisto, una una, yeah, nakakagulat na si Calisto yung nag-advance. <laughs> yeah. Second though, you have two luchadors basically going at it in a WWE setting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, for for fans of Lucha Libre, this is as best as it can get in a high stakes uh, high stakes That's environment. That's true. That's true. But I think uh Calisto is more lucha. Yeah. Cuz uh ADR is very uh he's, he's more of a striker than a luchador type of thing. I think they have a term for that in 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 Mexico, I don't know. Uh, they have terms for the type of wrestlers you are. Right, right. But yeah. the Rio still has that lucha libre background, which I'm pretty sure Caliso can bring out of him, just because they have that. They have they have it in them. Eh? Yeah, it, it, it yeah. is in their in their DNA as wrestlers. It's gonna be crazy. It's it, gonna be fun. It, yeah. yeah. 
uh, like it's they're gonna throw psychology out of the window probably they should because it's lucha it's lucha libre man come on yes and no because I know that Del Rio is actually the type of wrestler who takes psychology Ser- very seriously very seriously yeah, 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 yeah. He, like he works a body part extensively before yeah. applying saying cross arm breaker he's which like he he's doesn't like, do anymore he's like Mexican Bret Hart yes, yes. except with more personality yes. Outside of this whole Mexa America bullshit that he's doing with Zeb Coulter, yeah. I actually want Del Rio to make it far. And I predict he will. Because I'm pegging him as Roman semifinal opponent. Um, now that I think that Kalisto, I thought it was going to be Del Rio versus Ryback. Yeah. So I thought Del Rio would just steamroll over Ryback, things like that. Like put put uh, put Del Rio over. But now it's Kalisto. Maybe they're giving Kalisto a chance. I don't know. Like, Del Rio already has the US belt. Yeah. So... Uh, I think a Kalisto win would have a more interesting matchup with whoever's going to win Reigns Sara, which is going to be Reigns. So here's my take, lang, really quickly before we get to your next quarterfinal uh, bracket. Mm. Alberto Del Rio has to win this because Kalisto isn't established as a single star. You bring yeah. EDR back at Hell in a Cell, you give him a winning streak because he's champion. That's he comes true. back his first match champion. Yeah. He hasn't lost a match since then. To give him that loss finally against Kalisto of all people, for yeah. me, uh, would be counterintuitive to WWE's traditional booking style. That's true. But the way I see it is that I didn't say, uh, but I failed to mention, I think, I don't think Kalisto is going to win, but he's probably going to win unclean. Like, it's going to be Chamba win. Parang ganun yung booking. Or yung tipong si Jack Swagger like, interfere. Alberto De Rio, he can pull that off. Like he can, he can. These guys can then probably pull something off. Like, uh, probably set up a, a feud, a much-needed feud with with against the Rio. Probably someone will interfere. Uh, I yeah, like Swagger, who, who the Rio is feuding Swagger, with right now. Yeah. Who actually needs a lot of uh, ring time because Swagger's good, man. But you know, uh, he needs to get out there. He's a good mid-card wrestler. Um, so I think Kalisto could get like a win by interference or something. Uh, probably put a little chink on the Mex American armor with Jack Swagger and then probably set up something uh, like a program heading into Survivor Series. All right, let's agree to disagree on that one. Yes, but that's yes, actually yes. a very interesting possibility. Yeah. yeah. On the other side, you got uh, Intercontinental Champion Kevin Owens going up against the man at the Gravity Forgot, Neville. That's that's a matchup that we have seen before. Yes. I think we have seen this before. And, on uh, NXT. Heading into 2015. Everybody has been talking about the NXT five. Yeah, and now so that we got two, two of them on the ma- are on the main roster and are in this tournament going up against each yeah. other. This is a nerdgasm for people like it us. Is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is. So I'm I can just give a shout out to John Rebel as we call him Ronja. He's probably probably uh, having like. 13 orgasms on this matchup already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting Owens to to advance, obviously. But this this match alone gives me the chills just because I know that they can work. We've seen this happen before. I agree. I think, oh, it's just a matter of how creative the finish will be. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very excited to see this work. these people work. Um, probably Red Arrow into Powerbomb. <laughs> I don't know. 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 Yeah, Lelano. If that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, and the last quarter final matchup Dolph, uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Dean Ambrose This one really can go either way Because we've talked about this just a bit earlier now. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler needs this every bit as much as Dean Ambrose does yeah. But yeah. one thing I want to bring up about Dean Ambrose is I don't know if you've noticed this But as a performer He steps up the most when he's in a main event 
capacity. Yes. Or when he's in a main event setting. Remember when he feuded with Rollins last year, which yes. culminated at Hell in a Cell. Yes. Uh, remember yung good match, diba? Uh, the the his world title shots against Rollins earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or when he was in the Fatal Four Way feud shortly after WrestleMania. When Reigns got injured, I think. He filled in for Hell in a Cell Yes, he did He yeah. did So, uh, the point I'm trying to make with Dean Ambrose is If you give him a shot to be in the main event You give him something to care about Therefore, he will perform at his best But uh-huh. if he's in the mid-card You'll feel it then That he's meandering That he's just going through the motions mm-hmm. He's kind of like someone like uh, I don't want to say Nick Young in the NBA But it's like that Like step up lang No, yun. sorry uh, Dion Waiters is the yeah, more yeah, appropriate yeah, yeah. comparison. Dion yeah. Waiters is kind of talented, but if he doesn't give a shit, if he's not in a high stakes situation, he'll just shoot you out of the ball game. Yeah. But if he cares, if he knows that he's got a quality role in the OKC rotation, he will actually be a streaky shooter enough to win them games. Ah, I think the man. I think I'd like to compare it to basketball wise. I like I like to compare it to Iguodala, Andre Iguodala, who wasn't used that much last season. He had he had a role, yeah, and he was fulfilling that role. Mm-hmm. But when he was needed and the and people were, need, were were calling his his name out, he performed. Like when Reigns got injured, Dean Ambrose performed. Yeah, that's how I felt like Dean Ambrose is. Is that he's this team player guy. He's like the new Jericho. Uh-huh. So I think if you want him in the main event, he'll be the best wrestler in the card. But if you want him in the mid card, he'd 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 set the main event people up. That's a thing. Feeling good, feeling good. Talaga, you just have to give. Uh, Dean Ambrose isn't the guy behind the Dean Ambrose character. Yeah, you just have to give him something to to care about yeah. so that he can st- uh, br- uh, step up his game. Yeah, what I like about this matchup is that two guys that WWE doesn't want to push. <laughs> so it's probably like Sophie's choice for Vince McMahon right now. Who do I win? Who do I book to win? I don't know, man. Um, this is a toss-up. Uh, do, do you have any predictions on that? I'm Ambrose because I'm still sticking to my guns. Is this a prediction or who you want to win? I, I really don't care who wins this matchup. Because eh. <laughs> they're all going to lose anyway. Yes, to yeah. Roman Reigns. Uh, which is why you know, if, if I was going to predict anyway and, and call out something I want to see, yeah. it'll be Ambrose winning this. Because Reigns versus Ambrose for me is the money matchup in the finals. I think these guys will probably win and probably win against Either either one of them, huh? yeah. If they win, they will win against Owens in a very uh, parang out of nowhere kind of situation, like probably a roll up. It's clean, but it's like yung parang how Reigns went over with like the pop up power bomb Superman punch spear thing. Yeah. So I have a feeling that was because they need to keep Owens strong because he has a strap on. Yep. So um, Ziggler, but like preference, I can't make a prediction, but preference, I would want. Ambrose just because I want to see Owens versus Ambrose. Ang gusto kong with the tournament is I mentioned this earlier. It kind of resets the storylines. Yeah. It resets canon. So I want this to reset feuds, like feuds that didn't really have much steam behind them like say the Cesaro Stardust one. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they kind of uh, loosen up on it and let it go if it allows Cesaro to feud with somebody who either interferes in his matchup with Reigns or with Roman Reigns down the road. You get, you, you get where this is going. Yeah, surprisingly, everything is clean. No? Everything by is clean. Like, Not necessarily. Because Owen still is... Uh, 
well, he wrapped up his feud with Ryback. But nga, you've got the Cesaro Stardust feud. Yeah. You've got Kalisto feuding with the New Day because yeah, of yeah, his yeah. Lucha Dragons thing. Uh, Ryback has been in and out of the main event scene because sometimes he helps out Team Reigns, right? Yeah, that's the big question mark. The eh. Kalisto-Ryback. Plus, you got two faces here. And then Del Rio Stardust is heel versus heel. Naman. Yeah. Yeah. Diba? So it's it, it's it's weird because it goes against your tradition. But uh, if Roe were here, he would say it wouldn't matter. Um, I would I would think na parang it's heel versus heel, face versus face because parang they still have like a story going on. Na parang it's just for the title, right? So matchups won't matter. Yes, but it's also a setup with like the semifinals being more compelling because it's going to be face versus heel for sure. You're right, right. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Especially if uh, if your prediction that Kevin Owens advances and he faces either Ziggler or Ambrose, yes. Yes. I want that because I know that neither of those guys are really going to be championed by Survivor Series. Yeah. I want that to extend into an intercontinental title feud. Ah, puede, puede, puede. Seeing Owens feud with either Dolph or Dean would be money. Yeah, I actually predicted uh, Kevin Owens against Dolph Ziggler in Romania. I'm not sure if it's going to stand. Here's but, a fun fact. Dolph Ziggler has never had a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. Oh, that sucks. He has never had a singles match. Man, he's been he's, he's been there for a while. Sin, uh, as a main roster guy since 09. Wow. So, must my singles match pa si Cody Rhodes sa kanya? Yes. Wow. Must my singles match pa si... I'm not sure about Kofi Kingston. Parang wala rin si Kofi Kingston. Well, Kofi Kingston's a lifer. But, oh nga, no, parang wala nga rin. Parang wala rin siya yeah. singles match, Nothing ba? Nothing comes to mind, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, si Ryback meron pa. He had fucking Mark Henry at Yeah, well, he, he had like a very, very super push. So, which I enjoyed, by the way. Yeah, so did I, so did I. Yeah. Okay, this is like a fantasy thing right now. Is that, this is one of the swerves that I think, because everything now is straightforward. Yeah. And I think they're just gonna swerve it with booking. Because I think everything, everybody's predicting reigns, right? Mm. And I mean, that's also the logical choice to do. Unless, you know, like if you ask me, I would book it very differently. But uh, Reigns would probably get the belt. But how he gets there is weird. I'm I'm kind of semi-predicting and I'm kind of semi-wishing that one semi-final match would be a draw. Okay. And that we'd have tri- triple threat. Ooh. Something like that. Very unconventional. Yeah, know? something like that. Because the fantasy scenario ko for Roman Reigns is he makes it to the finals as a babyface, especially after the opening segment he had with Trips this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turns heel that. in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Especially if Kalabani si Dean Ambrose, because that gives the heel turn all the gravitas it needs to make it a super blood feud. Yeah. Parang after all, after Roman Reigns was on his high horse for the better part of the last two years. Yes. He he's the one who finally says, you know what? I tried the high road I can't get the championship So now huh. I have to go through Any means necessary And that means Selling my soul And becoming the Rome Yeah puede, no? They could make an in-match turn Probably um, Reigns couldn't put Ambrose away Yep Ah oh, man Solid yet. Like bring back J&J Bring in whoever Someone from the authority Someone Anyone right? that, that would be That would be nuts That would be great That was great That would be crazy though um, are, are we good? Like, in, uh, may any other insights or points you want to bring up about like the tournament or you know anything else on Raw like the Divas? Yeah, what? the only the only regret that I hate about this tournament is that one of the 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 the, the one of the the largest heels that they have, and I'm just talking about size, uh, is not in the tournament, which is Bray Wyatt. That's true. 
So, Pero kasi he's focused on his thing with the brothers of destruction. Yeah, which I'm not really so. Are we going to talk about that? Or? Yeah, sure. L- yeah. Let's talk about that really quickly. Because um, I thought it was cool that they came side by side in London. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought Taker still looks lean. You know, that was Kane good. Kane was huge, though. Yeah. Next to Taker, right? Because he's lean na si, si Undertaker. Right? Yeah. Um, I think that's good, but we're. We're two weeks from Survivor Series And we still don't know If we're getting the classic Five on five Survivor yeah, 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 Series yeah. match And that's a problem So I think in Smackdown You mentioned off off, off the record That I think Bray Challenged them into a tag team Parang ganun eh. Like I, I'm, I'm not sure if I understand this correctly And I, I know somebody's bound to correct me On, on Twitter or somewhere Now Bray essentially told the brothers that they can pick any two guys from the Wyatt family to take on at Survivor Series, which I think is bullshit. If that's really the plan, that's that's ah oh man, people are expecting a five on five. People diba? are, yeah, the, or the, a four on four. I could forgive yeah, a four. Yeah, four. finally, like a four on four. Like um, I have a feeling that parang that's a swerve thing. Like maybe Taker's gonna do like a it's like a uh, like a face setup. You know what I mean? And then Taker would answer like, "No, I'll take you all on." And things like that. No, and that's then, dumb. And then no, but it's Taker. You know what I mean? It's a face thing. I'll take you all on. It's one versus all from the start. They're like things like that. No, that's that's Roman Reigns. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that because uh, they're the brothers of destruction, yeah, they can they can clean those jabronis out. I mean, to them they probably are jabronis. But um, I see people backing them up, and this very. Uh, sm- uh, this very like childish uh, as in like parang this is just grasping into like a dream but there are rumors swirling around that Finn Balor would be the demon to succeed Kane I would love that and I think Kane would could use uh, another old ally which is Daniel Bryan ah because Daniel Bryan has been cleared by doctors yeah not WWE doctors yeah the, the doctors so they could fast track that that thing, yeah. and if they need like a new injection of, they they've been they've been known to make desperate moves at times like the like the like this time, so like the ratings are down. They need an injection of people. Yeah. So why not fast track Daniel Bryan's uh, return? Uh, return. The problem because they're still waiting on the word of a third doctor, diba right? If this third doctor clears Brian, he's good to go. And if yeah. he doesn't, he has to retire from WWE. Yeah, so they could, like, Vince could easily just talk to that doctor, man. Just, like, pay him, like, a lump sum of money or I, something. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Finn Balor possibility makes me happy. Because I think he would fit in well. Imagine all the epic entrances from yeah. the Wyatts, the Taker, the King, the Balor. That would be majorly yeah. awesome. And we've had, we've had a lot of, like, it's kind of like a full circle thing because... Taker debuted in Survivor Series as this like mystic, uh, uh, mystic dead man zombie, dead man zombie thing. So on this the could million be like, dollar man's team. Yeah. So this could be like Finn Balor's thing. Taker. I like how you tied it together. Yes. Na parang passing of the torch. I now, should be a booker. <laughs> Daniel Bryan though would be good, but I he seems the most out of place. Eh? But Tim Hel- Team Hell No. That's what I'm thinking. Is that. Um, there's four of the Whites there. Yeah. So and he has history with the Whites. It's like super. Yeah, exactly. So that's like super swerve. So they'll bring up Balor as a third entrant, that third guy to make an entrance in the in, in the Brothers of Destruction team. So they'll probably bring out Kane, uh, probably Undertaker and Kane go out together, and then 
there's gonna be like, oh, who's gonna, who are they gonna side with? And Finn Balor first swerve, yeah, and then maybe as they're about to enter the match, then like the the Daniel Bryan music hits, Flight of the Valkyries, yeah, yeah, and then like people would lose their heads, Shit. people would go, people would tell people, hey man, you still have time to order the, the pay per view <laughs> and things like that. People will order the network, like things that will happen if Daniel Bryan. They and I, would, I would pop like mad if yeah. you know if that happened, but because. He's known to to show up in elimination tag team matches, you know, like in SummerSlam. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. five years ago. Yeah, that could be his thing. That was the match, by the way, that got me back into wrestling. Really? Yes, because the build up to that uh, that match, the rivalry, was being watched on this computer by one of our longtime spinners, and I was there as a student DJ in yeah. the booth. Sa pansin ko puta sino mga bagong kalaban ni Edge and John Cena. When, when did you stop? I stopped shortly after WrestleMania 24. Wow So mga two, years, mga two years Mga two years Two yeah two years Nag stop yeah. right So I, I stopped for a bit And then uh, you know, I, I just noticed All these new guys With the letter N On, on yeah. their biceps yeah. And I was like Oh that looks cool They look like yeah. a new faction And they got Edge Who's a bad guy And Jericho Who's a bad Because I kept tabs So yeah, I still yeah, yeah. knew Who was mga good Who was lang, bad lang, yeah, Just yeah, because yeah. of results yeah. Right But I didn't know the stories We, ha- we all had that face so, It's called When we're doing the thesis phase <laughs> We don't watch the wrestling I wasn't anymore. doing thesis none <laughs> I was in first year Second year Oh shit so I was relatively light, yeah. uh, light in terms of schedule, but but uh, when I saw that shit, and, and then they had that traditional uh, elimination match at yeah. Survive uh, at SummerSlam, then I na pa balik sa wrestling because of that feud, because of Daniel Bryan's uh, entrance. So. In relation to that, when Daniel Bryan debuted in NXT and had this match with Jericho, which is like one of my all-time favorites, and it had an amazing match, that was like one of the times in the thing that we talked about. Kanina sa interview That was one of the times Na parang I googled hard On a wrestling school <laughs> Like I was really looking for Like a wrestling school And that And the pipe bomb Man 2011 So yeah. those, those were the Inspirations Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, You want to talk about The Divas really quickly Before we yes. go to NXT Yes 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 Okay So we got two simultaneous feuds diba? You have the uh, Team Bad versus Natty feud Which is amazing I think it's interesting Because It sets up a lot of possibilities With Sasha Banks there are people on the internet who are speculating that the more that they are keeping Sasha Banks out, it's actually Vince or Kevin Dunn's way of holding Sasha Banks back. Yes. What do you think about that? That that's a that's a kind of the I like I like that the the last match he, that Natty had, mm. she was like, "Where are you, Sasha?" Like things like that in, uh. in mid match. I don't know if that's like part of the booking or whatever, but I like it because people are actually recognizing who should be on top. Second. Is I love it that there's another program that's not about the title. Yeah, that like on the w- women's program, right? That makes sense because women's programs are always just about the title or always about a guy. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, and now this is just like, like, you know, they're they're out to prove themselves. And here goes Natalia, who's there sweeping the team bad, and they're gonna put over Sasha Banks hard. Mm. Like, I'm talking about probably Survivor Series, probably second or third match. The probably w- going to steal the show The way I look at it I want to look at it From a more optimistic point of view Because yeah. Sasha Banks Is kind of like Female Daniel Bryan At this point Yes, yes, yes With yes, the yes. amount of heat She's got Yes Right? Even though she's a heel She's kind of like Female Daniel Bryan And um, I want to look at This glass half full Yeah Such that WWE recognizes They have a gem in the boss So they, they're going to try To hold her back As much as they can So that when she finally Gets into a match In a high stakes situation People are going to Lose their shit they they will because it it um it 
it's the basic principle of supply and demand. Diba? Now you make them clamor for it. And then, um, okay, it's not maybe a basic principle, but it, it goes, it ties back into it. Yeah. If it's deliberate that they're doing it, that's smart. They're, they're doing a good job. And they're doing it well. But yeah. if they're haphazardly doing it and they unconsciously are doing it lang without realizing yeah. what they're doing, tang na burat, di ba? Yeah. But Vince said it himself, like, you can't, parang, uh, you can't just put a jetpack on someone and expect them, them to be over. If, if they're over, they won't hold back anyone. Probably they Probably they would. But they held people. back Cesaro. They've held back Cesaro. I think he and Daniel Bryan were the biggest examples of people being held back when they knew, actively knew that yeah, they had yeah. organic support from the audience. Yeah, but they did. They did succumb against uh, both WrestleManias, where it was dictated. The results of both past two WrestleManias was dictated by people. That's the thing, eh? Because Daniel Bryan. Was inserted in the main event because of because of the reaction. They they did they they listened like kahit sabi they listened last too minute. late right yeah kahit sabi mo last minute and but that, that what, shouldn't be the case that, that that's what makes it amazing because parang alam yun, they adapt to it and they listen to the people and thirty one they listen na parang Reigns is not championship ready. material yeah it's not ready and they gave it to the the indie choice the smart choice. See, I, I, I like how it all ended up. Yes. Diba? Because those were great moments. Yes. And we look, up, we look back on those moments with fondness. Yes. Kait na major recent I bet 10 years from now, you and I are going to be sitting at a bar and we'll still talk, be talking about this shit with, yeah. with fondness. The, my problem with those is they let the crowd dictate yung, yung results because the crowd was angry. But yeah. why can't you just give it to them in the first place so that everybody's happy? Right. But why, why did you have to let it exacerbate? To this level, oh no, we've never had a parang an organically good WrestleMania build-up in quite a while. Mahirap na, like the last time I think was probably Cena. Cena from 2008 when he returned after that long ass injury. Hindi pa, no, I, I'm thinking Cena against JBL. 2005, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, you know, back when no, Cena was because when Cena had the belts and Orton had the belts, it was all about them until probably WrestleMania 30. I would say that the ship started to like go in a different direction. WrestleMania 27, pangai, when yeah, Randy yeah. Orton was facing CM Punk. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. CM Punk. And then 28, Randy Orton was facing Kane. 29, yeah. Randy Orton was facing the Shield. Yeah. Consider this. Uh, since WrestleMania 25 or 26, I think 25, Randy Orton did not participate in a world title match until WrestleMania 30. Uh, yeah. And we're just talking about WrestleManias here. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, you know, parang medyo nag-iba, nag-digressing direction nila eh. yeah. But uh, just going back to the Divas really quickly now, um, you, uh, the other feud we failed to mention was Paige versus Team PCB. Yeah. Or Team CB, which I, I loved <laughs> yung, yung dialogue ni Paige with Renee Young backstage. Yes, yes, yes. He yes. I'm going to take out the B and then I'm going to take out the C. Because yeah. that's a good way of speaking aggressively in the, PG, in the PG generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're an adult, you can put it together. But if yes. you're a kid, ah, she's referring to Charlotte and Becky. Because C and B. It's good. It's brilliant. I, yeah. I'm actually liking where this feud is going. Magaling, magaling si Paige, man. Uh, I think right now, she's very much uh, settled in to her character. Because when she debuted, she was very awkward. Like, she was shouting na parang weird, na parang hindi ko or whatever. Now, now, Paige looks amazing. Like, even like uh, like uh, I, I don't want to be like all misogynistic about it but she looks amazing and another thing that 
she looks really, really threatening on in the ring because like her moveset is amazing. Yeah. Sigura uh, psychology. I don't want to comment because I'm not that good at psychology, but uh, she she does have some great matches. She has better psychology than Charlotte at this point. Yeah, I'm going to this point. Na parang now the Charlotte, because Charlotte's been exposed. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Charlotte's been exposed with the Bellas. Na parang I don't. I think she needs a, always needs a good dance partner. Mm-hmm. Parang ganon. Because she had that with with Bailey, Becky, and and Natalia and Sasha Banks. But now, nung against Nikki Bella, parang feeling ko siya yung transitional champion ngayon. Eh. Yung feeling ko eh. Like, they're only doing this this page feud. Then, mamaya, later on, they're probably gonna have, uh, they're probably gonna have uh, Paige and Charlotte trade belts. They're gonna put Paige in another program by WrestleMania season. And then, uh, they, they should build up to the four horsewomen on WrestleMania. Fucking main event the show if they have to. <laughs> I actually want that to happen. That the four four horsewomen appear at WrestleMania because they can, Be- because they can. Yeah. 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 Um, I I just want Charlotte to improve right now, and I think Paige can be that that partner to like bring yeah, it out yeah. of her. Can I, they'll, they'll probably trade belts, force her yeah. to step up her game, though, yeah. because Paige's psychology is on a whole different level than Charlotte's. Yes. Yinkai Becky, I think is like in between at this oh. point. Because you're right. I yeah. I love that take. Na. Charlotte's weaknesses were exposed in her matches with Nikki Bella. Yes. But na, um, your finisher is the figure eight, but she fails to work the legs. Yes, yes, yes. That's one one of my... my signature uh, is the spear. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. One of my frequent gripes, which is why I hated the Miz when he started doing the figure four, because he never worked the legs. Yes, yeah, Surprisingly, me. though, in the match against Dolph, he worked the legs a lot. Dapat lang. I think Dolph took direction in that match. I think Dolph said, Miz worked my leg. Mm. It wouldn't make sense. Like... Um, uh, if if Miz didn't work the leg and Dolph got the win, he would have been booked very weakly. So I think somebody told someone that they you should do proper psychology. Right. <laughs> um, now let's let's switch gears a bit and talk about the last two weeks of NXT. Because we uh, first first off we see uh, we've seen a title change now NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Vaude Villains were defeated by the Mechanics. So yeah. now Dash and Dawson are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. I'm a fan of those guys. Um, yeah. I love how they just are so old school. Now, they Classic, cut the uh, ring in half. Tama yung comparison. Yeah, tama yung comparison ni Corey Graves on commentary. Because they've got this southern feel. So they're kind of, they bring out the Anderson's vibe. Ang galing. Oh, nga, no? Arn and Oli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they, they have that style to them. Psychology is turned up to the maximum when they have a match. When they have a match, uh. exactly. And um, Sina Aiden English and Simon Gotch, they're taller than Dash and Dawson. Yes, but they're much more sinewy compared to those uh, compared to the mechanics. Yeah. But those guys are those guys are character guys. That's they what are. I think, yeah. So, um, what happened to them was the character was thrown out the window, and because they were made to look like underdogs, talaga. Uh-huh. So, so I, I love what they did in that match. Um, it wasn't as insane as they built it up to be in the spoilers. Yeah. But I appreciated how uh, Dash and Dawson really worked in that match to make. The Vod villains look great in defeat. Ladon is Aiden English because it's it was his leg that was uh, basically tortured throughout that yeah, match. Yeah, basically, because if you have great psychology, you won't bury anyone. Kung tinalo mo sila, because it would make sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if Bret Hart wins again Yoko, against Yokozuna, because he worked the leg. Yeah, you know, may tactic siya na parang sobrang believable. Na you would think na parang ah hindi, hindi dahil banu si Yokozuna. It's because magaling si Bret Hart. 
And he was able to exploit that weakness. Yeah, it's able to exploit that weakness. You know what I mean? So great psychology is always it's beneficial for everybody. So the vaudevillains probably didn't lose a lot a lot of steam. Yeah. Here, yeah. Um, uh, taking off from that point of psychology, I want to talk about Nia Jax really quickly. I don't, I don't know if you've seen her. <laughs> Nia Jax. <laughs> see, see, Nia Jax, I think is an imposing, an imposing woman. Yeah. Like if I saw her, I wouldn't want to mess with her. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, she's yeah. she's huge. She yeah. she's uh, she's threatening, but the fact that she smiles the way she does, plus you know, <laughs> her entrance team, it doesn't add up to me. Yeah. Um, Ladana no Una when they came uh, when they made what her come she? out and look like Princess Jasmine, heel? I think she's heel. What? She's a monster heel at this point. The way they're booking her, yeah. but you can't have a monster heel who dresses up like exactly. Princess Jasmine, you Jasmine know. in a bodysuit. Oh, weird, sober. Tapos pop pa entrance team niya. Yeah. I, I want it to be menacing. I want it to be like you know. Because the teasers were like, you know, like really menacing. That's bilang yung music yung labo. Tapos yung it's like all blue, sparkly and shit. But now she wears black bodysuits. Oh, that's cool. Like, like this week. So that was that was a step in the right direction. The smiley thing, I think, doesn't work a lot for me because it's more Asuka. Yeah. Asuka, Asuka really looks pulls really it crazy, off. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yung, yung smile is like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm batshit nuts and yeah. I'm going to fuck you up. I, I haven't been paying attention though. Is, he, is she really getting over? See Nia Jax? Nia Jax is kind of getting over, yeah. Um, I, I think she needs to... She's rough eh, in the ring. Yeah. Which I think is just right for her style, because she's supposed to be bigger than everybody else. And who do they have for Bailey? Uh, Bailey is currently feuding with Alexa, so Alexa took the title and she ran away with it. Corny. This week's episode. Um, the last, uh, at the last two weeks, we might as well talk about uh, the championship hot, scene. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. no. We have to get that out of the way. Alexa <laughs> Bliss is Bay. Yeah. She Super. Is. Um, Blake is one lucky motherfucker Yeah yeah. Let's get that out of the way too um, The championship scene Is nice right now Because you got Finn Balor Going up against Samoa Joe Love it And then Apollo Crews And Baron Corbin They have the Semi-main event feud status. Yeah 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 So are they doing Fail 4 way they doing No they're not They're not okay. So this week uh, Baron Corbin Was supposed to Squash Ty Dillinger But before he could Even face uh, The perfect 10 Apollo Crews came out And wow. beat him up Wow, that that's nice. So host uh, host fight lang talaga. Yeah, well, they, it it's a nice it's nice edge because parang Apollo Cruz hasn't been anything but just this black guy who smiles. Who smiles? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's smiling black guy. Yeah. So yeah. now he's angry. Now he uh, he said something. He in a, in a backstage promo, he said, "I'm going to take your arms, Baron Cor- Corbin, and I'm going to break you." Ooh. So konti lang sinabi niya, pero it conveyed. That's a very un black promo. Yeah. <laughs> very technical. <laughs> it's supposed to be, I'm going to jack your car. <laughs> but it's a nice edge, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, I might as well get into this one. Uh, the Finn Balor Joe feud ha- has captivated me to the point where Samoa Joe's promo this week, explaining his actions for turning heel the previous week, yeah. is my pick of the week. Okay. You, you told me the story off the air. Yeah. Right, right. The promo is basically Samoa Joe saying that he analyzed human psychology yeah. and that. Everything we do is dictated by the choices we make and the actions we do afterward. Yeah. So you make a choice, and then after that, you do an action based on that choice. Yes. So you either follow through on that choice or you renege on that choice. So when Finn Balor went up to him and asked him to be his tag team partner in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, he made a choice. And he followed it up with an action, which is to stick with Finn Balor and in his words, carry Finn Balor through the tournament. So he's getting his heel heat and all that. And he followed it up by winning everything. Now, after they won the tournament, he asked Finn Balor to give him an NXT title shot. And Finn Balor made the choice. 
And his actions did not back up that choice because he let William Regal come in and put Joe in the Battle Royal. So, nagyabang na sana, who, uh, do you know who I am? I'm fucking Samoa Joe. I don't deserve to be in a Battle Royal. It's an insult to me. It's a slap to my face. Nice. So, that promo, when he put that together, it was just so good and so brilliant because uh, he was able to explain all of his motivations in a very brief and succinct manner. And all the loose ends around. Were tied up. Yeah. All the history was, uh, all the history was brought in. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it was just uh, so good because it gave the feud purpose. Yes. It saved it from being just, I just want a strap feud. Yes. Yeah. Parang it became personal. Yes. So that's that's why that's my pick of the week. Because it was able to tell the story of the last few weeks when we'd all been theorizing, ah, Joe's yeah. gonna turn heel here. Yeah. He's gonna do this. Gonna do that. And then at the same time, it also was able to establish that this is where they're gonna go moving forward. See, this is what I love about Joe is that um, he is he's like easy one of my top five all time, and I you expect these things from Joe, but. When he does it, it still amazes you. It's amazing. Like you, you know he's a good talker. You know he's a good storyteller. But when he does it, he'll always surprise you. And that's why he's probably uh, the a, a contemporary wrestler who has the most Meltzer five stars in in stateside. So, I didn't know that. that that's yeah, uh, that's think, a great think, fun fact. I think that's a, I think that's a fact. I'm not sure. But, wow. Yeah. Outside of the Japanese people who always gets like five stars like every month. So, yeah, it's probably Joe who has the most five-star stage side. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure you're excited about where this Finn Balor feud is yes. going. Yes, I am very excited. These guys have amazing styles, amazing uh, storytelling, amazing psychology. So, I'm, I'm all for it. Now, um, heading in uh, uh, as we as we close the podcast, what is your pick of the week? Since you know you get the honor of, of picking one, since yes. you guest co-hosted with me yeah. tonight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my pick of the week is probably Reigns versus. Uh, sorry, sorry, Cesaro versus Sheamus, because it has been it, it is a match that Cesaro proves that he connects with the people. Yeah. It's a great match with even incorporated the celebrity in it. And it incorporated two people that were in the background for a long time, like Seamus and Barrett. And I always like, I like Seamus, but not as much that I would give him the strap again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he pulls out a great match against people na parang, uh, who needs a great match. And it's Cesaro na parang, you would expect na parang, shit, baka pumangit lang yung repetition ni Cesaro after having a shitty match with Seamus. Or probably you would expect na maybe Seamus would give Cesaro a concussion, things like that. So, Everything worked out great. It's such an amazing, entertaining match for like uh, a first round that they were all squash- squashes. Like basically, all of them were squashes. I you know, man, I, I thought that. No, you know what? Cesaro Sheamus was the most competitive one. Yeah, yeah, yun, yeah. That's what I think. Among all the matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, my only issue with that match was Wayne Rooney's involvement. Because ah. hey, all throughout the match, Barrett and Sheamus were talking trash to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was so stoic. Yeah. Too chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the end, he would snap. Like you'd want to see him build up to that yeah. point where he hits Wade Barrett, and even then, it was just a, lang, yeah. a tap to the face, and Barrett sold it like a motherfucker. Well, celebrity celebrity involvements are always a tough thing. That's why I'm, I'm giving them extra credit for actually pulling off a great match while incorporating that little bit of, of celebrity thing. So that's like a little more of like a parang yeah, um, uh, parang sh- y- you guys are like. You had all these mandatories, right? And you pull it off. So, parang This goes. Uh, this goes to the bigger point. Now, when you incorporate a celebrity into a segment, 
the celebrity has to be a fan. Because if the celebrity isn't a fan, they won't give a yeah. shit. Because probably the best celebrity segment that we've had in the past recent decade is probably Amel. Yeah. Stephen Amel and... Because he's a fan. A close second, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He took the heat, man. Amel took the heat in the match. I he, thought he was going to get the hot tag. Oh, then. Yeah. But so, he, yeah, he, he took the punishment like a, yeah. real, uh, like a real wrestler. And he even did a spot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, si Hugh Jackman, naman, he wasn't afraid to be involved to the point that yung sapak ni Ziggler at the time was legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got a hairline. Ziggler got a hairline fracture from a Hugh Jackman uh, right hand. Yeah, because I think the wrestler backstage, they'd rather have the celebs do it legit para magsmong. They'd rather be hurt instead of like receiving a, a pangit na suntok. Yeah, a half-assed hit. Yeah, diba? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what Wayne Rooney did was a half-assed hit. It was super yeah. half-assed. Uh, you know what? If we were gonna rank celebrities who got involved, Machine Gun Kelly has to be in there. <laughs> Taking that power bomb from Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, respect for MGK for that. Anyway. I thought actually. I was like, I didn't know this guy. I was like, I started looking him up after that power bomb. I love, I, I love this uh, stuff from 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that that's probably for another podcast. Yes. Anyway, uh, Redrick Mahaba, once again, thank you, man, thank for you. keeping me company this week yes. on the podcast. Yes. Thank you for letting me be a smart. <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this yeah. is what we all are. Yes, exactly. Like you wouldn't exactly. be in this community. I wouldn't be wrestling and and and, and slaving my ass off at boot camp if I wasn't a fan. So I'm always a fan at heart. Always goes back to this man. Yeah. Uh, next week, Rowan Camus will be back, and we'll probably have another one of the PWR guys, either someone new or maybe someone you are familiar with already. Bottom line is, we're going to talk about PWR Live, which is happening November 28th yeah. at the I Academy Auditorium. But yes. This is, and this is a big but We will be present on Wednesday, November 18 Or is that 17? But uh, Yeselmania is happening next 18, week 18, 18 on, on Wednesday, November 18 At Route 1... Uh, route 1... 96 9-6. That's in Katipunan Extension Right, I was about to say 168 <laughs> Anyway, uh, Yeselmania is a rock concert Where a lot of bands will be coming up To perform your favorite wrestling themes Wow Oh, they had the Owen ones there. Uh, I performed with the Owen ones before, and they're really good. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the PWR guys will be there. I will be there, and we'll also be. You know, I think we might take photos. We, we might sign uh, some of the, some of the boys might sign I will, autographs. I will probably follow through because I have a gig in, on the same road in. UP Town Center. Oh, malapit lang. So after my gig, I'll run over to Yeselmania. So yun, nasa katipun na lang yun. Route 196, if you're coming from school or coming from work, it'll start late. Like 9, 9 10 Yeah, for PM. sure. Route 196. Yeah. yeah. So uh, come on over. And we can't wait to see you there. So that's happening. No no classes. Walang paso. Yeah, that's walang right. Paso, yeah. So it, it, it's perfect. Yeah. And uh, have a good APEC long weekend. Uh, make the most out of your free time, especially if you're in school. Don't fuck it up, please. Honestly, like, you know, <laughs> we know how it is have fucked up your long weekends. And... Uh, Thank you to the folks over at Mellow 94.7 for always having us, letting us record using the equipment, the facilities, and all that. Thank you so much. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you on social media, where can they find Redrick Mahaba? Okay. Just go to facebook.com slash anghaba. That's like haba with like five, six A's. If you want to type it out, just type Redrick Mahaba dash PWR. I think that's easier. I've made people very, very hard to find me on social media. I don't know why. But yeah. Redrick Mahaba PWR on Facebook. All right. Marami salamat, Redrick Mahaba. Thank you. I am excited to see you make your debut November 28th. Mark yes. that date on your calendar. I Academy Auditorium, 
Mahabang Usapan. It's going to make its debut with its host, the one and only, the king of Shlong style, the yes. intimate warrior. The aphrodisiac. The aphrodisiac. Yeah. I, I have like that. I have like nine more nicknames, man. And, and yeah. Like, yeah, I, I just I'm can't gonna wait to I'm slowly going to debut it. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, it, it deserves no other way. <laughs> Redrick Mahaba, thank you very much, man. Yeah, sure. Thank you, man. And with that, we are out of here. Namaste. Peace out. <laughs>